Hello and welcome to the Impact Podcast from us at Impact Wales. We're Finn and Jane and every week we'll be bringing you lots of discussion, comments and opinion on everything research and education. We'll be talking professional learning, what's happening in the education world and everything in between to help you make a difference in your school. Hello Jane. Hello Finn, here we are back again for the term, this term up to the summer. Okay, we are. And I, I'm just going to set a caveat <laughs> for this podcast. I've just recovered from being ill. Yeah. And Jane and is now, now. Yeah. in the middle so, of being There we go. So I'm not going to make much sense, but then that's no different to normal. So yes, there if we go. ramble a little bit, you know why yeah. we're rambling. So well, I, I said that because this, we were just saying that this is the first podcast we've recorded for, it seems like for a couple of weeks, because yeah. we, we had one, the, the one that came out last time last time was a we'd recorded that in a long time in advance because i yes. was in canada for there we go so lots has happened two weeks so here we are again we are okay so um and we're sweltering as well by the way so there's that to it so what we're going to talk about today we're going to talk about online professional learning because um we have seen since um march of 2020 when covid hit and everything went online our lives went mm-hmm. online that it that has made a big difference to how we access professional learning now. And there has been a proliferation of um, new online uh, courses, digital it's platforms. It's isn't it? Absolutely has instructional coaching online. Mm-hmm. So there's an awful lot going on. So we thought we'd have a look at that and just talk about how we see things going and uh, what we're doing in that field. Yeah, um, or not as a history. Yes, indeed. So let's start with what we've been doing this week. So this week we have <laughs> been, we've been doing our guided practice program, which has been fascinating, hasn't it? Yeah. Well, that was technically last week because <coughs> we're now on this week, aren't yeah. we? Yeah. So yeah. there we are. Yeah. Yeah. But it was lovely because it was our first of three sessions yeah. where we had five schools. Yep. Yeah. Ten morning. members of staff, um, and we purposely made a uh, capped it at 10. Uh, 10 because we wanted to have the discussion i think it was a very productive morning but we're coming back again in the autumn term for day two absolutely and we that one was looking at actual practical tasks that you carry out when you um design a curriculum yeah. you know yeah. what what do you do in school when you design a curriculum yeah. but um, that, that was very much setting the groundwork wasn't it the very yeah. the very first session so yeah. the making sure that everyone had the knowledge that they needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when we come back in, in the autumn, it'd be really, really good for for us to have a look and see how yeah. things have been going on. So we've got we've also been working with St Richard Gwynn, a Catholic school up in North Wales, looking at assessment and curriculum design more yeah, as well. So we've got a couple of sessions with we did SLT and the AOLE leads. That's a mouthful, isn't it? They're not being very well to do those um, we'll, we'll do them tomorrow, but yeah. we'll have done them by the time this podcast come out, has come out. Uh, but we've also got their cluster primaries, yes, uh, as well this week. Yes, um, we have, which which is which is great. Okay, and we this morning, well, on the day that we're recording this, uh, we did our first session with Cardinal Newman mm-hmm. uh, in South Wales, another Catholic yeah. secondary school, yeah. uh, because we're going back to them at the end of this term for an inset day. Uh, to build on that again looking at um curriculum for wells assessment curriculum design yeah. all of those things in together so yeah. lots of uh curriculum yeah. for wells. I, yes i've finished my marking well done there we go so yes it's always <sighs> it's a relief sit across from you at the table watching you trying to qualify and trying yeah. to oh gosh hard we're, stuff. There. we're there it's done 
Okay, so um, other podcasts that we have recorded that you might want to go and have a look at, sorry, have a listen to, you don't go and just go and have a look at podcasts <laughs> that talk about related subjects. We've got episode 104 where we talk about professional learning on social media. And of course, Twitter is going through quite a, um, a torrid time at the moment. It's um, it's not at all what it it's used to be. It's not the same at all, is it? No, it's, it's a very limited platform. Mm. And I noticed the other day about Twitter, they were saying that, that the Twitter algorithm is now promoting Twitter accounts that engage with in conversation, mm. as opposed to Twitter accounts that get lots of retweets and likes. So our engagement has significantly changed. And to be honest, I'm not sure that teachers really want yeah. lots of conversations. I think they want access well, to not, that's things not that work. What Twitter was at the beginning no. of it either. So it's, it's, no, very, so it's, it's not, very different. It's not working for us as much as it used to, but you could always um, join our Facebook group. Yes. Where there is a very focused content. It's all about research informed mm -hmm. uh, pedagogy and so on. So there's that. There's also episode 69, which was improving pedagogy with Kerry Richmond, where we spoke to Kerry, who was at the, at the time, she's since um, moved on to another role, but she was deputy head and we were looking at uh, developing staff expertise, particularly to do with feedback and assessment, wasn't it? No, it's modelling. Yes. But I think that was, you know, looking at the way that professional uh, learning happened there, that was... Uh, things that we're going to talk about today we're going quite well. back a bit aren't we because i think yeah. when we're talking about professional learning remote professional learning it's been around it's you know we, we've talked we've been talking about this well since we started doing the podcast right yeah. at the beginning of 2020 and here we yeah. are three years later who would have thought we're still whittering away into the microphone i know and going back episode 54 uh professional <laughs> learning priorities so just just talking about remote professional mm. learning for a, a second because back in march of 2020 professional learning was well let's say january february was in a completely different place professional learning was all about going to workshops or um, having a um, process of uh, release time where you would work together with colleagues or you'd have uh, an external speaker come in and work with them on various different things and it was all very much in person there was the occasional you know um, additional and it I think it back then it was additional content where you'd have in-person mm. support and then you might go and read something on yeah. the internet or you might go and listen to um, a it's video or a film wasn't it? it wasn't yeah yeah but Quite since possibly. then I think well staffs are in a stuff st <laughs> schools are in a position where they, they really sending someone on a workshop is you know even if the workshop isn't that expensive you've got the workshop you've got the workshop costs you've got the cover costs and you've got the time away from mm. the children at a time when we know learning is yeah. you know really must be post lockdown to the focus and it's schools are not are choosing not to send staff out on no, the workshop not as many as, no, as, as before yeah and any school knows that you know yeah. budgets are so and unless it's on a very specific yeah, I think I think I, I'm just thinking mm. back to September when we ran our assessment and progression workshops. Oh, so, well, they were there was obviously a, a need for there. Yeah, need there, wasn't it? So I think that that still stands. But I think over the last, and I think it's over the last eighteen months or so, or so people began to realise mm. consultancies, commercial operations, um, consortia to a certain extent as well, 
realized that post the initial lockdown that everybody was getting used to seeing things online that doing things remotely asynchronously when it was pre-recorded and you could access it later Mm. that was that was kind of the way things were done because you can reach more people can't you by doing that potentially potentially so there was a shift from well you all have to turn up on this day at this time and come and sit here and we'll talk to you in person to well we'll record something and you can access it Mm. as and when you like Mm. so there's there's now there is this wealth of digital online courses a lot of them based on research a lot of them very high quality some of them come with films there's audio files there's tasks Mm. there's templates there's webinars there really is so much and there's some very branded ones Mm. as well Mm. so you know everything that's the the same brand and the same model yeah. yeah yeah so but we've got impact plus as well but ours is is quite different and this forgive us now this is not going to be a podcast about oh but impact plus is fantastic that's that's not what we're talking about we're not just here to sell we're talking about this in terms of what it's like for teachers but but i think well if we go back to when we set up impact plus impact plus was just initially a place to make available the stuff that we were doing in schools schools. anyway yeah yeah that that's where ours came from isn't it yeah and i think that ours is different in that it is content that we already use in our professional Mm. learning it's a library Mm. it's not an online course and i think that's where ours different and i don't think that ours is better or worse it's just different (laughs) yeah so we just wanted to kind of say we've got one too but it's not the kinds of things that we're talking about today Ours isn't sequential. The the ones that we're talking about, are you, some of them, it's pre-ordained mm-hmm. what the sequence is. You sign up. It's a linear course. You do your course. You watch your videos. You complete get your certificate tasks, at the end. Get your yeah. certificate at the yeah. end. Yeah. Others, it's kind of like a um, lots and lots of content that you create a course mm-hmm. from that you then say, well, we'll have a bit of this, a bit of that, and we'll mm-hmm. stick it together a bit like a subway yeah <laughs> and you then you make your sandwich out of that and you stick it all together but i think it, it's kind of like this organic growth this organic change that's kind of happened almost without people realizing it i yeah. think because at one point we were looking at that and thinking oh maybe yeah, we should really do that uh, maybe we should create a course and i think a lot of organizations who've maybe struggled to get people in in person maybe or other revenue streams have have become closed off to them they've gone right well this is what we're going to do so there's you know a an online academy we're going to have an academy arm we're going to have a you know a digital course here or you can access that there and i think that it's become a new revenue stream but i mean personally i think it is it's been a business decision not necessarily a professional learning learning decision decision. yeah no it's not necessarily about what's the right thing for teachers what's going to work the best it's what can we make some money out so that we can survive yeah and that has problems well i also think as well that i know in lockdown when you know sitting at home as, as you were there was lots around that you could 
thought I've got a bit of time now. I'll have a look at, and I signed up to one or two mm. that were free. Mm. And I think I maybe did half an hour, an hour on them. And then mm. my, my, um, you lost interest. Completely lost interest. And yeah. I, and I'd gone off and I never finished them. And that's yeah, partly me, isn't it? I know lots of other people would be very no. conscientious and follow it through. But well, if, if you're doing it, other people yeah, are doing yeah, it as yeah, well. Yeah. And I, I find myself that I'll sign up to watch a video and yeah. I'll watch it double time. Yeah. Uh, or I'll just, I'll go, oh, I haven't yeah, seen yeah. this, but I'm just yeah. going to skip through. So I know that some of these online courses, you can't watch them double time, but you know, you could quite easily, and I've done this as well, when I'm watching uh, other things, you know, films, like when I'm watching the Senate yeah, yeah, Scrutiny yeah. Committee, I'll quite often go, I'll just leave it running. I'll go down and make a yeah, cup of tea. Yeah. And then I'll come back. Oh, they're up to there. That's yeah. fine. So it's it's not the same. And I, you know, I hear my husband um, complaining about this. My husband, um, I won't tell you who he works for because it's a, a big organisation in Wales. But they have lots and lots and lots of meetings. And you're all supposed to be signed in. And people don't turn their cameras on. And you know they're doing their emails yeah. in the background. Yeah. And their attention is split. They're not paying attention. They're not paying attention. And that's not because they're bad people. It's because yeah. that's what this format encourages. But also some of the ones that I've seen as well, you know, yes, they look great. They look really good. And they are very well researched, yeah. very much in, in, you know, in that depth that you would want if you had the time to do it. Yeah. But I think sometimes when we talk about professional learning, sometimes you don't want that amount of depth and we're talking about you know not a necessary university qualification that's sometimes what Mm. it feels like with some of them is that Mm. there is an awful lot that well can I just say that quite a lot of these are not actually designed by people Mm. working in the classroom or have who understand what it's like to have 10 million things to do and never enough time to do it and you, you just don't have 12 hours every month no, to to commit to that kind of thing or even if you do have 12 hours every month you're constantly being pulled away from it it's very difficult when you're in that situation where you're constantly having to stop and start and stop and start that it you know you can't give it the focus that it needs and I think this is where we're we're kind of reaching is that is what has developed since lockdown actually the best way of doing it well, I, I go back to what we we one of the things that we've started doing with our workshop. I'm not saying that what we're doing is always the right, you know, no, no. the better the best thing. But one of the things that we've been we've started doing with the, with the last few numbers of workshops that we've been doing is encouraging schools to send two people. Yeah, you know, two for the price of one, isn't it? So yeah. we're sending two people so you can have that conversation, you can have that dialogue with somebody who's coming from the same yeah. setting as you. Yeah. Because I think oh, we've all been on those courses, whether you're the only one, you don't know anybody, and you have to have these discussions with people who are like, how does it work in your school? And yeah, you know, yeah, do you yeah. think about this? Yeah. And sometimes you can't relate. But having those discussions with people that you work with, yeah, I think and, and that's the Making business, it... isn't it? It's having that 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 practical practical yeah you foot in the environment that this is going to work in and and it's thinking about as well that just because we've had we've come from a place where we had to be remote Mm. and the digital online was a necessity and everybody got really good at it it doesn't necessarily mean that it's the best way to do things it has value absolutely it has value but i'm just not sure that replacing in-person organic 
collaborative, you know, real life nice. yeah. support is actually just as effective yeah. as the is is less effective than um, having it on the, a course. I think there's a place for it. Yes, I agree. But it's 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 LA everything we talk about, isn't it? It's like not one or the other. I yeah. think it's, so it's finding gross. the right way to do it and the right use of it. But I think this this whole idea, I mean, post lockdown, we've said all all the way through that we've all missed that social connection. Yeah. That is we realise now why that is so important. Absolutely. And if we're thinking about um learning and learning being actually thinking and thinking on your own is useful and you can learn on your own but when you're creating solutions um, in a school environment you need to talk things yeah. through you need to generate solutions and it's only through talking to your colleagues generating mm-hmm. that solution trying it out going back changing it again well, how, how many times have you come into the office on your long drive from from, from yeah. home the office and you come in and go I've, I've got I've got to, I've got to share this with you I've got to tell you this yeah I've been listening to this on Radio 4 or listen to this podcast and then we'll talk about yeah. it and have that discussion yeah and then make a decision on what you've what you've just heard and it's having that that offload and that bounce back of ideas absolutely to make sense now this isn't to say that there aren't schools out there who are using these online linear courses mm or these kind of pick and mix, make Mm. your own process, who aren't doing a really good job. There are. Mm. There are schools who are really making that work. But it's very much dependent on the skill of one, maybe two, maybe a handful of individuals within that school who are very motivated, who are very driven, who are um, really understand not only what the focus for their school is and therefore Mm. are shaping what happens in their school, but they're also they fully understand things like, well, you know, life gets in the way and um, with the best women in the world, professional learning in an ideal context is not what we're doing in school. It's always going to be determined by the circumstances of the school and they manage that process. Not all schools are like that. So when you see these wonderful platforms and some of them are really wonderful, come along and they say, look, all you need to do is sign up and it's job done. I, I think that really underplays well, the, we, the value of people. Yeah. In well, that. we wouldn't do that with children, would we? With, no. with pupils. We wouldn't go in and buy, you know, there's a really great program here for you to go sit sit there at that computer do and, that. Make, and get your learning sorted. Well, even, we or even, you know, like for the whole class, right? You're all going to do this yeah. course and then you're going to talk about yeah. it, but the course will tell you what to do. Off you go. You don't yeah, need you me. Do it. You wouldn't do it. Absolutely. So we know that films as a teacher, I, I get really frustrated with films. You know, having to listen to and and go at somebody else's <laughs> pace, that drives me insane. As I say, I want to watch things. We never used to show films, so we were all right. Well, yeah, and <laughs> professional learning films annoy okay. me because I want to... I mean, I, I, I do dreadful things. I'll go onto YouTube and I'll actually download this, the transcript. Yes, and even transcript, when yeah. it's conversational, it doesn't really yeah, yeah. make sense. I still just want to skip to the bit yeah. that's important for me. But, you know, this frustration with a linear course... It's, it, it can't be generic. It's no, got it's to be. Persons. Yeah. And when we're thinking about school budgets being so, so tight, you know, if there's the possibility that you could have a linear course where 60% of it's going to be really useful, 40% isn't, then you'd be wanting to cut yeah. the 40% yeah. out because yeah. you really haven't got time well, for that. Time. No. And I think um, I would just like to point out that instructional coaching seems to be the 
the next big thing. It's massive at the moment, isn't it? It is. And, and instructional coaching absolutely is really powerful. But the one thing that it that it kind of relies on that I think we're all underestimating is the expertise that it requires. Yeah. yeah. That, you know, the, it, there's this idea, well, how long have we had the idea of the self-improving system? You know, it's the um, <laughs> the self-cleaning car or the, you know, it's you just seems... can't pick it up and remember that you need to have that expertise, don't you? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that, you know, it's never as good as um actually doing it in person it's never as good as um having um that conversation and um, talking things through with somebody outside of your own context is whether that's with another school or with somebody else i mean just thinking about the idea of instructional coaching it's it's not even clear actually what it is you know there's no definition of instructional coaching i think you can read you read up on it there are so many different types of interpretations Mm. of what it is what do we really mean yeah and and, you know if we're talking about instructional coaching and one school is using instructional coaching and what they actually mean is well i'm going to listen to you but then i'm going to tell you what to do based on my own experience you know it, it relies on so many variables not least the expertise of the coach so there are lots of different ways in which those online courses aren't really hitting the mark. And I think without being too cynical about it, I think that it's going to be one of those things that characterizes the immediate post lockdown mm. landscape is that while well, we all went online and then this whole online world blossomed and we all used it for a while and then we realized that it wasn't in any way a reasonable yeah. substitute for doing it in yeah. person but i think we really hope that you know looking down down the line in a couple of years mm-hmm. that it would have shaken out and teachers would have found the right way to embed it and get it to work properly but i think as you said it's yeah. you know education is full of things that cyclical. come right out cyclical they come back round time and mm-hmm. time and i think if you've been in the game long enough yeah, I think as we have, you, you tend to see these things coming back, back round and round again under a different name or a different guise. And you think, oh, here we go again. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the number of books and um, packages and the, the bottom line is there's nothing as good as in person, yeah. personalised and should I say bespoke, it's become a bit of a dirty word. Yes, it has, isn't it? Uh, because it's it's one of those words where its definition has widened way <laughs> beyond what it actually means. That something that's designed specifically for uh, the people that you're working with and the contacts that you're working with them um, is so much better than something that you can, you know, just purchase, tick online and and get on with. So, I mean, even Welsh Government have talked about bespoke professional learning mm. that's available from public funded bodies. I mean, we're talking about how many schools across Wales for it to be bespoke 1,400 to every school well um, you know good luck if professional funded bodies can make it that bespoke yeah if whatever I did whatever our definition of bespoke is here. absolutely and you know something that we we would encourage schools to be thinking about but individuals to be thinking about as well if someone anyone says well all you need to do is purchase this subscription or to buy into yeah. this program or this course and all your worries will go away. It's just just yeah. be a little bit cynical. No, we would never say that. We would never say, 
all you need to do is buy impact plus and you're sorted but bespoke to me is you know how many we've we've run sessions with you know particularly when we're working with with a larger number of staff with schools is Mm. that we'll start the session and we'll get to a point and think hang on a minute they're not quite here yet Mm. so we'll adapt and we'll change what we're doing Oh, the number of times. How many times are panicking over coffee? Like, well, we're going to do this bit, better do that bit. <laughs> Literally, today. yeah, sitting there, taking slides yeah. out, putting slides in. Absolutely that, spoke to me. It's mm. it's a bit of a, let's let's do a bit of assessment yeah. of learning of where where everyone is. Okay, what what we plan to do, we're not quite there yet. So we're going to hold off hold off on that, and we're going to yeah. do something that might be a little bit more relevant at this point. Absolutely, and you know, I I don't think there's any. Um, um, what's the word um, accommodation for when things don't work mm. with those courses you know what happens if if somebody does something and doesn't really understand it yeah you move on yeah, yeah you just move on so there are lots of ways that professional learning can go wrong and I think this is the danger of being online and signing up to these online um, um, options whether that's a, mm. a, a webinar that happens in real time you know, what you want is you want to be able to, if we're thinking about bespoke, it, it is, you go into sample row, you have your measurements taken, and then you have something designed for those measurements. And when you put on a bit of weight, you go back and you get it changed again. And it's exactly the same as professional learning, is you we listen to the people that we're talking to uh, in the school and hear what it is they've done, what it is they need. But as you say, adapt as you go along as well. And I think that there are some amazing resources out there, but you can't just sign up and expect mm-hmm. it to be done. It, it still needs expertise within the school or a hybrid version where you're seeing that as a support, an additional support for what you're doing in person. But also to get it into the context of your setting of your school. Yeah. So when we're thinking about how professional learning can go wrong, you know, I I was um, thinking about this particularly um, staffing people you know what happens if um, you sign up to a course and then one member of staff starts the course and then they get a new job and they leave mm-hmm. and they don't finish the course and then somebody else comes on do they have to start at the beginning are they then six months behind yeah. everyone else you know, everybody else has moved on and they're still working well, on it. Well, if anything like me, as I have been over the last couple of weeks, you sign up and then you can't remember your passwords and you're going to keep getting knocked out and you can never get back in again. Absolutely. So it's, and it's not just about, you know, when people leave, it's about individuals' um, engagement with a particular yeah. course. You know, yeah. I consider myself a very engaged person and I I get annoyed with stuff and don't listen to stuff mm-hmm. and or think I'm listening and I'm I'm not really listening mm-hmm. or um maybe even you know if I'm overworked or I've got too much going on go I'll just read that paper and you read it and you realize you haven't taken any yeah. of it in but then you could you know you and could just you move on, on. Yeah. so people cause problems <laughs> should we say <laughs> but we but need to take that into account absolutely yeah but also time you know there's rarely enough allocated for this and i think there's there's a really worrying tw- uh, trend that a lot of these things the expectation is that staff will do them but when you don't allocate enough time yeah, for that stuff, to the end of the school day to do it that means yeah, do that it. means if you're not going to allocate enough time 
that people are doing it in their own time. And then you get a two-tier system, those who um, have time that they're willing to give and those that actually don't have time or maybe aren't willing to give it. And that is their right. Teaching is a job. It's not a lifestyle. It shouldn't ever be a lifestyle. It shouldn't be something that you, um, you know, you give up on life in order to do teaching instead. It's it's so I think that's that's really dangerous. But then you've got, you know, you've got um, the difficulty of designing a course that can be used by anyone anywhere. Mm -hmm. So if you're designing a course that talks about a particular subject and it's generic, i.e. it's one course, no matter who sits down and does that, then um, it's always going to be a compromise. Mm -hmm. It's always going to be based on the common denominator. So it, it becomes generalized. So what you're doing is you're not sitting down and, and watching or reading or completing something that is designed for you. You're sitting down and watching and reading something that may be quite generic, not terribly relevant to your context. And very or, often you want to have that time and space within that to ask questions. Yes. And to have a discussion around yeah. what it is you're doing. Yeah. Well, absolutely. I mean, if I was sitting, for example, a course on assessment and I was teaching a school in Wales, one of the first things that I would want to know is, OK, well, how does this relate to Curriculum for Wales? Mm. And seeing a single web webinar on how this toolkit, for example, fits with Curriculum for Wales is not the same as, yeah, but how am I going to use it with the yeah. descriptions of yeah. learning? How do the four purposes fit into that? What does it mean for my... And you want the depth, don't you? You yeah. don't just want the... And you would probably want to come back again and again and say, well, look, I've done this, mm. but I wasn't quite sure about that. But how does that bit fit in? Not just know it's compatible. We so just need people fed, don't we? We do. We do, we, you know. But then, you know, when we're thinking about toolkits, platforms, courses, it's, does the school really need it? Mm. Does the root school really need everything that's in it? Particularly when schools have got so many priorities on the go at the moment. I know attendance is the is the mm. next biggest thing we were talking about at lunchtime oh, yeah, today, yeah, weren't yeah. we? Yeah, we've got you've got Estin priorities, you've got yeah. you know specific priorities from, from different cohorts mm. that schools are focusing on. You mm. might be in the middle of a, a new build, as many schools mm. are, and you've got all of that, you've got staffing issues, and then to have that on top. Is yeah. it always focused on exactly right what thing? it is you need? And I think uh, I was trying to remember as you were talking there. I was trying to remember the actual <laughs> title of it, and it was it was called something like iterative development. Basically, what it was, it was um, a, a research informed process whereby you didn't say, right, we've got a problem with attendance, let's say, so we're going to set our plan for the next three years, and then we'll carry out the steps of the plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, what it actually is, is you say, right, attendance is an issue, but we know that we've got a group of boys in that particular year group who just haven't been re-engaged with school. So let's fix that and let's see what we can learn from fixing that small problem that they, we can then use Elsewhere, somewhere yeah. else. And what you do is you fix all these tiny little problems, which actually build up to be a bigger solution. Yeah. And but it's it's fixing what's on the ground first. And I think when you're using something that is like, well, there's a whole school development and it's it's everything to do with pedagogy and we're going to work our way through it and everyone's going to be involved. It's like, 
yeah but are you actually fixing it anything yeah what is it that needs to be fixed you might have seen that 10 percent of your teaching staff in school had a problem with feedback and that's why you bought this in so why aren't you just working with those 10 teachers on feedback, feedback or 10 percent teachers on feedback and then seeing what you learn from that and then let's go now yeah it's yeah. it's and of course there's always the unforeseeable that the you know when tech doesn't work properly or um you know um there's a norovirus bug that goes around yeah. or, or or any number of things that could happen the internet's gone down <laughs> yes yes or it's not compatible with your yeah it, it so doesn't work on max but it'll work on uh on the school system yeah it's great you can only do it in school you can't do it at home yeah yeah so what do you, exactly. what do, you do then you know if you've got a person in the room they can always find a solution <clears throat> so human behavior i think is the bottom line mm. is that we are social beings mm. we need each other to make sense of the world it's only by having your ideas corroborated by someone else that you can build on those ideas and i think toolkits courses platforms they don't take account of um you know human behavior mm. they don't take account of when you get bogged down by someone thing and you just give up and then getting you back into the course you know they might send an email reminder but that email reminder just gets really annoying it doesn't actually solve anything what will be interesting though is move going ahead is what ai is going to bring mm. to this whole area that's going to be an interesting one to watch isn't it and i think it, it could take us down one route completely or yeah. it might you know yeah but um, i th i think i think um schools would be wise to acknowledge yeah. that we've gone an awful long way down the um online professional learning is where it's at and actually maybe um we need to take more account of human beings yes. and behavioral science and uh, why we've had lots of strikes yeah. recently and why everyone feels very sort of fed up and is not engaging with social media and all of those because we actually want the in-person stuff. Well, it, at the end of the day, isn't it? It doesn't matter what bells and whistles mm. all programmes and, mm. and all of these structures might bring. Mm. If you haven't got the right people driving it, yeah, then we're not going to get the, the, the improvement yeah. that we really want, isn't it? Because we know that people are the most valued asset that a school has got if you've got well, the right people yeah those are the ones that drive improvement not, absolutely not something that you've bought yes a copy of or yes you bought a subscription so you know it's it's all about adapting adapting what you've got to what, what you, you need yeah. so if you have bought an online platform or you have bought a course it's recognising that it's not the be-all and end-all. Yeah. It has to only ever be a support for what you do in school. Well, like, taking it back to teaching, isn't it? If you, you know, there's, yeah. there's a lesson plan written. Yeah. You would never follow that lesson plan to the letter. You would take some of the ideas. Yeah. And you would rewrite it for yeah. the audience that you're going to use it Absolutely. With. And you need to recognise that the people engaging with that, they're human beings. Yeah. And they need to be persuaded and motivated and inspired and and pulled back on when they fall off the wagon and, you know, um, relaunching of habits and recognising that habits take time to form. You can't just say, right, here's your course, go on, get on with it. Well, why haven't you done it? Yeah. That, you know, we are all in need of that kind of support and development that that 
in-person training particularly people that procrastinate like me you know <laughs> procrastination though <laughs> it has real value in that i know i do it as well and i'm not you know maybe seen as procrastinator but it's like writing this podcast this is something i've been thinking about for a long time yeah, and had yeah, done nothing just, we about just, well, it we discussed this at quite a while ago didn't yeah we, we did right away easter time i think yeah, and it's just been sitting yeah. there in the back of my mind. Yeah. I've been thinking and thinking and thinking, thinking about it. And then all of a sudden, we're, right, we're going to do yeah, this. Yeah, but that was a reason for procrastinating, wasn't it? Because it wasn't, maybe it just it wasn't quite... Well, it hadn't where it, it percolated. Had, yeah, it needs to percolate. Well, this is it. Yeah. And we need to take into account that the human brain isn't a computer. You know, it, it doesn't work on this linear, no. well, you do this, this and this, and then you move on to that. I mean, let's not forget that when we're doing professional learning... We still need retrieval practice. We still need yeah. to go back to things again and again. You know, when you have a linear course, yes, it will be built into the course, but we also need to go back to opportunities to talk about it in your context yeah. again and again. So it, it is quite a um, highly expert process to design it learning is, yeah. for teachers that really sticks, mm -hmm. that really has the impact that it needs to have. So... COVID-19 has shifted the balance of professional learning into digital, remote, asynchronous learning. But I think we're all exhausted. Mm -hmm. We're all a bit overwhelmed. We're all struggling a bit. And I think that that maybe brings the idea that, is this the right thing? Mm -hmm. Is this really what the future holds? That, you know, we're all going to be signing up to workshops in our little silos online or yeah, yeah in our maybe you know even in our departments and then coming back and mm -hmm. talking about them but what if I've had a really big week and I didn't mm -hmm. I didn't get involved in that you know are we yeah, really giving staff time to develop it it's it's a hard job and as you say there are some schools who are making a real success of it but it really is down to the expertise of the people who do who are managing it in school together, yeah. so there really isn't any margin for error at the moment either you know, things no, have never well, been as not particularly with budgets the way they are at the moment as well. I know schools are, yeah, you know, having to make those very difficult decisions about yeah. what they're going to do, yeah, with professional learning moving moving forward. So yeah, just don't be hoodwinked into thinking that you know you'll just purchase something and and it's a yeah. done job. It's it's you need the right person to be able to drive it. Absolutely. So. There you are. That's our thought for the day in a little podcast. So we've got um, got some interesting things coming up again, haven't we? Yeah, we're back with the Venerable Edward Morgan Cluster again for for another set. We've got a double session with them. We're meeting our advisory board online again. We haven't seen them for ages. I know really we have nice. seen some of them in person. We, we did have, have seen, an in person one did. not that long ago. But it would ago. be really good to see those again. Yeah, um, online before the end of term. And um, we've got a business meeting this week where we're going to have a little chat and see where we're going because it's our eighth birthday. It is. It is. Gosh, yes, in July, July yeah. 9th. We're going to have to think about what we're going to do it to celebrate eight years. I know. Eight we're, we're, yeah, eight years of working with me, Finn. That's enough. Well, <laughs> 10 years really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's enough for anyone. So there you are. That's our podcast for yes. today. So we will see you again soon. Take care. Bye now. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to make sure you don't miss future episodes. You can find us online at www.impact.wales. You can also follow us on social media. On Twitter, we're at Impact Wales. On Facebook and Instagram, search for Impact Wales. And on LinkedIn, search for Impact School Improvement.